Hello, dear friend. Welcome to another Bible study from Odessa, Texas. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church. It is my privilege that you are so nice to watch this video with me and participate with this reflection. From Odessa, Texas, this is the episode number 13 of the Bible study, the letter from the Apostle Paul to the Romans. And uh, if you haven't watched anything before, uh, or if you are listening through the podcast, I suggest you to get the whole series. This is episode 13. So let's go. And uh, I am reading from the easy to read version, chapter number seven. And we read today from verse 7 through 13. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us in this reflection. You might think I am saying that sin and the law are the same. That is not true. But the law was the only way I could learn what sin means. I will never have known. It is wrong to want something that is not mine. Not mine. But the law said, you must not want what belongs to someone else. And sin found a way to use that command and make me want all kinds of things that were not mine. <laughs> so sin came to me because of the command. Strange, huh? But without the law, sin has no power. Before I knew the law, I was alive. But when I heard the law's command, sin began to live, and I died spiritually. The command was meant to bring life, but for me, it brought death. Sin found a way to fool me by using the command to make me die. When you read this just like that, it really is confusing because it is hard to understand what is he talking about. That is why I suggest you to go through the studies and let's refresh quickly. This uh, first uh, chapters of the letter from Paul to the Romans, it's a whole set of uh, arguments about the salvation that we experience, the forgiveness of our sins in the name of Jesus Christ and how that works. And according with the scripture, the, all the teachings of the New Testament, the grace, which is the era where we live in now, this period of time called the dispensation of grace, it is possible thanks to the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul has been presenting argument after argument. How is it that is only by faith that we can receive this forgiveness, the gift of salvation, becoming eternal. It is fascinating when you think about it. Think about this idea for one moment. We are alive, right? So today, July 2021, we do things, we are alive. But eventually, you know it, down the line, something is going to happen that will just make our bodies cease to exist, whether it's for an accident or a disease, age, 
many things can happen, right? At that moment, when this body, our human body, s stops working, the heart stops working, the brain stops working, so we are considered clinically, legally, dead. Then what? That's why I say this is fascinating because it's the big dilemma every human has had during all his life. Is there anything else after death? The whole Bible teaches many things about God and His eternity and His omniscience, which means His complete knowledge about everything. And uh, He provided Jesus to become our Savior by dying on the cross for us. All that was prophesied and eventually happened. There are records of all this. The Gospel of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are some kind of uh, stories of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, a, a bio, if you like, described from four different, different angles. All that leads us to understand that Jesus was and is the Lamb of God, dying in a perfect way, and that is the big miracle for humankind. It's not just being alive and the big miracle. It is not just the fact that we can reproduce ourselves as humans, having other uh, humans coming out of us. Well, not us, men, women. <laughs> this miracle of conception, and it's beautiful when you think about all this. But the biggest miracles of all the miracles that we see all day, if we open our eyes to that, is the miracle of being saved by the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Acts later describes when the Lord Jesus is ascended and he, he sends, he promises that he will send his Holy Spirit. The chapter number two of the book of Acts describes when the Holy Spirit comes down and after that, now is when we, all humans, are able to receive that salvation in a direct way without the intervention of any man, but only by faith. Faith that comes to us by hearing the preaching of the Word of God. Like right now that I'm speaking, faith is coming into your system. By listening to my voice and the words, faith miraculously is being produced in the air in an invisible way, coming and dwelling near you, embracing you, touching you, and it is up to you if you want to receive and embrace that faith or reject it. The desire of God is that you will receive that faith and let that faith dwell in your heart. And by that, the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit that moves through faith, is the Spirit of God, will reveal to you two important things. One is that you need salvation. The Holy Spirit will show you that, unfortunately, your life is filled with uh, sin. Many things that we think, say, and do. But the second thing the Holy Spirit will show you is that there is hope in Jesus, because that is why he died on Calvary. So with that being said, are the arguments Paul 
is bringing up to all the readers in, in Rome through this letter and for us now through this study is that actually being saved and becoming eternal, experiencing eternal life, life after death, is possible just by believing. And this is the, the thing that shocks everyone all the time. Just by believing, I don't have to do anything. And all these studies talk about the same idea, just believe, just believe, let that faith come and dwell in your heart so you will see you're a sinner and you need Jesus and Jesus is available for you. Only open your heart and you receive that faith your name is written in the book of life. You experience eternal life. So if you ask me, Gian, are you eternal? My answer is, yes, I am. I am eternal like any other believer because just we just believe. And that act of faith takes us directly in approval to God because what pleases the Lord God is faith not the behavior. The behavior is important afterwards, but you have to understand there is nothing that you have to do in order to receive His forgiveness, only believing that Jesus did it for you. Okay, well, therefore, when you are talking about this section from 7 through 13, it's confusing because Paul is saying things about the law and how the law brings sin and the command brings up death, and you're like, what are you talking about? It is confusing, right? Well, I wanted to give you this long intro just to take you to this simple concept. A child. A child, you are raising a child, or you are that child, and you, do, you are just a baby. You don't know what is right and what is wrong, what is allowed, you don't know anything about feeding yourself, taking care of the house, or anything. You don't know anything about traveling, internet, passwords. You don't know anything about food, cooking, cleaning. You don't know anything about electricity. You don't know anything about the atmosphere. You don't know anything. You are just a baby learning and you become a toddler and then three, four, five years old, etc. Eventually, with the pass of the months and the years, parents or whoever is raising this kid will tell the kid, no, you don't do that. It doesn't matter where in the world, it doesn't matter when, now in 2020 or in the 1800s, now in 2020 or in 2090, Anywhere in the world, anywhere in time, when parents are raising kids, parents are going to tell the kid, no. Now, why a parent will say no to a kid? Just because? No, you know, you know very well. There is a reason the parent doesn't want this kid to get hurt. But here's the interesting part about it. As soon as the kid, the baby, the toddler, the three, four, five years old, whatever age, starts to understand that there is a law, there is a commandment, no, you don't do that with whatever, something happens in us that suddenly makes us think, hmm, 
I would like to do it. Although this old person, this adult, this mama or grandma or whatever is telling me no, I want to do it. Because for some reason, the fact that a law is established makes us desire to do otherwise. That is what Paul is saying here. All the laws and commandments, unfortunately, as we are growing old, we just, for some strange reason, is a part of our nature. We want to do it. It's like, you're not going to tell me no. Why? What if I want to do that? What if I want to taste that? What if I want to try that? What will happen if I do it anyways? So that is what Paul is saying here. Now, you know that there are consequences and of course everything that we do that is wrong or against the rules or against commandments and all that always will bring troubles into our lives. So we know that. That is why is that, that with that in mind, you understand what, what Paul is saying, especially in verse 11. Sin found a way to fool me by using the command to make me die. Okay, so now you are understanding what is the idea behind this confusing section. But let's continue reading from verse 12 and 13. Now the law is holy, and the command is holy and right and good. Does this mean that something that is good brought death to me? <laughs> no, he says. It was sin that used the good command to bring me death. This shows how terrible sin really is. It can use a good command to produce a result that shows sin at, at its very worst. Because our nature, somehow a rebel nature, makes us desire to do what is forbidden. From the records in the Bible, starting with Genesis, all the way through, is so tempting to do what is forbidden for some reason. And uh, we know that the consequences are, are always there. Friends, we have challenges in life. This world has so many problems. People are going through a lot. Sometimes we are going through a lot. But sadly, most of the time, especially all of us who live in places where things are really organized in such a way to help the poor, to help, to help everybody. We become so entitled and we become so selfish that we always want more and more and we stop thinking of those who really need help. And when we become selfish, somehow it's like sin grabs us, wraps us into something very, very deep and dark, which is, I don't want to think about anybody else. The salvation that we have in our Lord Jesus has been provided by the good Lord, not just for us. More likely, if you are listening, you are a believer. Maybe you are not, I don't know but you feel motivated to continue growing in your faith and learning more about 
all this called the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's great. But today I want to ask you to, to do something different. And you know what is that? I want you to think of somebody that you know that never have had the opportunity to hear something like this. Perhaps you, you know somebody. Here on this particular platform where you are watching and listening, there are ways that you can share these episodes with people. People that don't need to have a social media account in any platform, but people that have access to computers and phones. A simple link will help anybody. That's what I ask you today. Think of somebody that might need to hear more about this. So let's do it, okay? We can do this, my friend. You can do this. Think about somebody. Find a way to share this on the button underneath of this particular platform where you are listening and watching, perhaps. There is an option to share. Share it. You might help somebody to be saved. In the name of Jesus, thank you so much for watching and connecting. I'll see you next week.